0: You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. In this episode, we're going to talk about something that I don't think I've covered yet, and that is setting up at a local monthly show. So in our town, every month, the local hobby shop, the Collectible Corner, hosts a card show, and several of us local collectors and local dealers set up at the show And it's been a lot of fun. I've done it for a couple years now. And, you know, I started out with just a couple boxes of cards and now have a couple tables worth of cards that I sell. And so I thought it might be interesting to talk a little bit about how I set up my approach for organization, the types of cards that I have typically tried to sell and have had success with at the show. And we'll talk just a little bit about my approach setting up at a local show. In addition, today, we've got something a little bit special in that this show that we just had had a two-time World Series champion come in. And so Scott Spezio, former Cardinal, former A, former Angel um is from a, a town a, a couple hours away from us and so we brought him down and he set up as, as an interview guest and so I had a chance to talk with him for a few minutes and so I'm gonna run that interview as well and so that's what I've got in store for us today and so we're gonna go ahead and get things started with the Scott Spezio interview so just was curious you know your dad played for the White Sox the Cardinals you grew up kind of north-central Illinois who were you a fan of? Who was your allegiance to when you were growing up?
1: Um, I, the White Sox were my big team, and then and nationally, the Cardinals, uh, just because my dad played for both. Um, so I, I kind of grew up. The, I watched the most of the Cubs because they were on the most. Yep. It seemed like on WGN, and my best friend growing up all the way through well to this present, you know to this day, we played we played from little League all the way through. Uh, to the University of Illinois together, okay. he was a Cubs fan, so we always had battles you know we did, I wish they would have had uh you know in town rivalries you know cross town classics like they do now, yeah they didn 't so very, we had to wait till the all star game to you know go after each other very cool, yeah,
0: well, I do a, a sports card podcast, mm-hmm. and I was also curious, did you collect cards growing up?
1: Yeah, yeah, big time. I used to come to stuff like this all the time. I remember a guy in my hometown named Joe Smits. Um, he has a, a charity called Operation St. Nick's now, and he's a, he's a big pillar of our community in Morris, Illinois. But he'd have things at the Holiday Inn and VFW and stuff like that. And uh, I'd always be going, and I remember buying like wax packs, you yep. know, like 1984 wax packs, and hoping I'd get, you know, Don Mattingly or somebody I loved, yep. you know and a few times i did get some you know some you know unopened packs nice cards and stuff like that so then my dad would also buy um the whole set from like starting maybe like 1980 until like 1990 91 sure. yeah. something like that because i loved it and so that would be a christmas present i'd get and i st- i still got them i gave them to my kids now very so cool it's, it's do you cool. still collect it all um not as much as i used to okay um but whenever, you know, Tops would come through, I'd always be like, hey, can you, give me, can you give me some of my own or, you know, things like, or can you give me a stop for my kids and stuff like that. Uh, I don't see those guys much anymore. Okay. But, uh, you know, I like it. I've always okay. liked it.
0: Very cool. I know music has also been a, a passion of yours. Are you still actively playing music? Um, I'm not
1: so much, but I, I still play, um, you know, my band, we never broke up, so right. you never know. Maybe there's a comeback tour. The funny thing is, though, I I I didn't start playing until I was... My dad played accordion and, and, and piano when he was young, had a band, a jazz band. Um, and my dad never let me play, so I didn't start playing until I was a, a rookie, Till my rookie year, like 97, uh, 97. I bought a guitar and started playing. So with my kids, I, I started giving, I gave my older one a guitar, and my other one I had drum sets set up. And so now both of them are big into it. Uh, my one son now, is, um, he's in Williams College. He's a tight end over there.
0: Okay.
1: Um, he's, he's got three guitars now and is playing uh, a lot. And then my other son just got accepted to the University of Illinois and uh, is, a, is a drummer, so he, okay. he wants to go and pursue drumming down there. Uh, music,
0: so keeping the family yeah. tradition of going down there. I was in Illini as well. So, All right, yeah, so I'm I, a fellow. Illini. I almost
1: had my Illini sweatshirt, it's in the car, <laughs> it was too hot. So, there you go. Yeah, cool.
0: Um, I- anything right now that you're working on that you're wanting to get the word out about? Any projects or initiatives? Or, um, I might be
1: starting a, a podcast soon uh, called Soul Patch, and it, okay. and it talks about. Um, yeah, it talks about baseball and of course and things like that. And I'll have some guests, you know, some of my old teammates on and things. It also talks about addiction and things like that. that sure. I went, I went through for yep. about 10, 10 years. So it was, it was a pretty rough ride. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm two years sober. Awesome. And, uh, feel great, and you know I just want to share that story with other people. So it, look for it. You know, yeah. if it, maybe in, in April, somewhere like that, uh, it'll be called Soul Patch. That that sounds really cool.
0: We'll definitely keep an eye out. Thanks so much for a few minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Enjoy the show. Thank you. I will. All right. Well, I just wanted to say thanks again to Scott for taking a few minutes to talk with me, and I'll be definitely looking to keep an eye out for the new podcast that'll be coming out this spring. I think there's some good messages that he's going to be trying to share there to learn from some of his past mistakes, and I think that's going to be an inspiring message for many of us to hear. Uh, I also wanted to point out that the Cardinals are doing something pretty special with him this summer as well, and they're going to have a, a day a promotional day with both him and his dad there, where there's going to be an autograph signing and a dual bobblehead, which sounds like a, a pretty cool option. And so even though I'm a Cubs fan, I'm going to go ahead and, and give a little shout out or a promo to the upcoming Cardinals promotion uh, that Scott and his dad, Ed, are going to have later this summer. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break now to hear from one of our sponsors, and when I come back, we'll hear a little bit more about what my approach is to set up at shows and what I've found success with. I'll be right back. Starstock is a new trading card marketplace which is preparing to go live in April. Their goal is to be a faster and cheaper solution to sell cards, and they're looking for sellers who want to be some of the first to have their cards available for sale at launch. I'm going to be testing the platform with my own submission. They're offering a 5% sales commission with no other submission or processing fees. You send in your cards and they do all the work. Cards are insured and stored in a vault and you can have your cards shipped to you at any time. You'll be able to buy, store, or flip cards at the push of a button. If you're interested in learning more about getting involved as a seller and getting your cards onto the site for launch, contact Mike Kuchera via email at mike at starstock.com. They're looking for sellers who have rookie and prospect cards of current players for the major sports. For more details, contact Mike Cuchera at mike at starstock.com or go to www.starstock.com. All right, let's talk just a few minutes about the local show and the setup that I use, and I have found some success with this local show. So it's a monthly show, and there's, it's not real big. There's usually around five to seven dealers that set up, and that translates into probably 15 to 20 tables worth of, of cards, you know, plus the, the card shop owner's own inventory. And so there's a decent selection for people to come, but it's not a, it's not a huge show by any means. There is a decent representation of of cards at all levels, though, from low end cards to high end cards. And I found my success really to find the the low end niche and to fill that low end niche for people. And so, while I have a variety of things, my the bulk of what I'm bringing to the show is quarter boxes, and I've got probably five or six quarter boxes from all the sports that are filled with stars and um, some other cards from some of the popular teams around here like the Cubs and Cardinals and White Sox and things like that. But I think one of the reasons I found success with that is because of the organization that I that I put into it. And so most of those boxes are either organized by team and clearly labeled or they're organized by individual player for some of those bigger stars. And that really helps me point people in the right direction. When I find out what kind of cards they're looking for, I can point them to which sport and which box has teams or which box has players. And, and that seems to be pretty appreciated because they know exactly where to look. There's some other dealers that have tried to bring cards like that and they just stick their box out there and there's no rhyme or reason. It could have basketball mixed with football mixed with baseball. And uh, it, it seems like people just kind of give up but with my boxes, I've got customers that come every month and spend an hour to two hours digging through those boxes. One of the other selling approaches that I've taken with those is it's a quarter a card, but I offer discounts when people buy multiples and that can be as much as you know I'll discount an entire row. If somebody buys an 800 count box or, or kind of a row of a monster box worth, I'll knock that down to 40 or 50 bucks um, and that is it's kind of an incentive to clear out some of that inventory let them get a whole bunch of cards that they they want at a pretty good price but with the the uh, my cost factored into that that I, that still leaves me room to make a decent profit and keep that inventory cycling through which is also a, a helpful thing i do have a binder of vintage that i that i have that some of the people like and i've got one showcase with with cards that are typically either more in demand or a, a little higher dollar. Um, but I think at this point, this last show, um, the other day, I think 25 to $30 was probably the most expensive single that I had. And I sold several, you know, 5 to $20 cards um, out of that showcase as well. And so I had a real good mix of of everything from those quarter boxes up to some of those 10 and $20 cards. And so that's been kind of the uh, the approach that I take in, in other than just kind of the basic business fundamentals of being friendly and greeting people when they when they show up to the table and when they walk in the room, you know, that stuff goes a long way because there's other dealers out there who kind of just sit there and um, don't really interact or have kind of a gruff growl look on their face. And it does not make it a, a warm and inviting place. It does not seem like those dealers are Friendly and helpful, and, and willing to, to help those collectors find what they need. And so, um, offering good cards at great prices and having a, a pretty decent selection has been successful for me. Focusing more on that lower end um, collector and that lower end inventory has also been a niche. Um, that has been helpful it's a little more work to to have all of those five or six uh, monster boxes organized some people like that quick hit of, of just flipping a, a big dollar card but I found a lot of success selling that lower end stuff and so that's the approach that I've taken setting up at this uh, monthly show and it's been been working well for me for the last couple of years and I have a lot of fun doing it getting to meet a lot of fun people it's been neat to hear some people come in and say oh I've I've seen your website or oh I've I found your podcast I didn't know you were from this town or whatever and so it's kind of neat to hear some people who are finding the show who live in our area that didn't know it was me or didn't know that I was I was from the area from town and so it's been able to be neat to connect some of those faces and names and have some of that more personal interaction uh, face-to-face as well Well, that's what I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed seeing a little bit more about the kind of behind-the-scenes setup at the show and kind of what my approach and my strategy is for that. I hope that was helpful to you. Uh, Let me know if you liked it, and um, we can talk a little bit more about that sometime maybe or even call into the hobby hotline uh, show that we do on Saturday mornings and ask a little bit more about setting up at shows. I know a few of us set up at shows on a regular basis. So if, if setting up at a show is something that is interesting to you, reach out to us uh, and one of those platforms as well. I just wanted to also give a shout out to 90s B-Ball Cards who left a review on Apple Podcasts and said, I really appreciate Mike providing an insider view of how collectors can create the collection they want without dedicating a significant portion of their paycheck from their day job. This makes the hobby more accessible to all people regardless of their means. And yeah, that's really one of the, the goals of of the show is to help more people collect more of what they want in a very affordable way. And so I'd really appreciate it if you uh, told your friends, shared the, the podcast links and things like that, help more people find it. It's been a lot of fun uh, to, to put the show out so far, but I would love to get it into the ears of more collectors. So reach out to waxpackhero at gmail.com. Follow me at the Mike Summer on Twitter. Search Waxpack Hero on Facebook or Instagram, and I will talk to you guys soon.